Hope Community Church. It is so good to be here. And um, we stand here and we're going to give God glory, honor, and praise for what he has done and what he has yet to do. And first, I just want to say to uh, Pastor Chris and Beth, who are away on vacation, I'm sure it was much needed, um, we honor them and we um, hold them in high regard. They are wonderful people. They have become very good friends. And same with um, when Pastor Don and, and, and Sister Linda were pastoring and we just all came together many years ago when Beauty for Ashes was a dream and a vision and you were all a part of making it become a reality. It's like God-sized reality and he's doing God-sized miracles as you're going to see today. But I just want to say this, the evidence that we're about to present (laughs) is putting the enemy on notice that he is defeated. That would... That what he meant for evil, God has turned to good. God works all things for good. No matter what it looks like, God can use it for good. No matter what it looks like. And what you see right now, you would think, how could that be, right? My sister came to visit Beauty for Ashes not long ago, and the girls ministered to her. She's got her own battle going on with cancer. And they've been praying for her. And they approached her with such boldness. And as she was leaving, she was crying. And she said, Cindy, those girls are amazing. She was like, I would never know. I would never know. Dot, dot, dot. But God. And I just, I I don't even want to keep talking. I just want to say that your partnership, your friendship is changing the face of eternity. The way you came alongside us, you were the hands and feet. You completely put in a brand new kitchen in the home at BFA. It is the hub of the home. We love the kitchen. You put the stairs going down to our daycare where our kids are taken care of and so much more. I could go on and on. And the friendships that were developed in the, in the fellowship is something that I will always hold dear in my heart. But these girls still feel that from you. Like it's, it's there, it's in our atmosphere, (laughs) it's in our atmosphere there. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Beauty for Ashes, I'm not going to explain it thoroughly. You can see us after the service out at our table, but it is a home, long-term residential care for women who have children. They do not need to get separation while they get care and mother and child grow and heal and develop together. And God does what only God can do. So I'm literally just going to go down the row here, and uh, we're going to share, and then the girls are going to sing, and then I'm not going to introduce my husband, because after they sing, you're going to be so moved. I don't even want to interrupt what God has in store for you. So here we go. Good morning. Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a pure heart, O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Stupid, tired, broken, beat down, lost cause, fat, ugly, useless, deadbeat junkie. These are only a few names I have been given over the past decade of drug addiction, hurt, and failure. 
I could write a book with the length of my journey to total freedom, but for today, I'll only highlight my addiction. My addiction started in my teens and combined every drug from LSD to cocaine and heroin. In my early 20s, it got me a two-year prison bid that would only shape my future for the worst. By 24, I was back in jail pregnant, and for my 25th birthday, a judge told me that I'd be having that baby girl chained to a bed in a room full of strangers, and that after the first 36 hours of her life, I don't know when I would see her again. Missing the first few months of my daughter's life did something that cut me so deep. It's a pain I never really knew could exist or even start to heal from. So for three years, I tried my best and fought to stay sober for that little girl. But it was out of my own strength. So finally, I hit rock bottom harder than ever. Head first, overdosed, overwhelmed by grief and looked in the face, told to be hopeless. I felt defeated, but I wasn't dead. Being separated from Alexa again had me cry out to God in a way that awakened something in me that no power of hell could shake. Something stirred that said, this isn't the end, but only the beginning. And I reached out to Beauty for Ashes. I was in a total lockdown facility, so the call was short and sweet, maybe a minute at length. But not even steel doors and inhumane standards could keep that phone from ringing. A few literal 30-second phone calls like, hello, goodbye, not joking, not exaggerating, was enough to get me to the point of an interview with an extremely busy woman that I was not even able, I, I was not even sure I'd be able to do, but God. Cindy Zello waited for me to call and missed a meeting just to give me a chance to tell my story and hear my voice. A process that wasn't normally rushed was, and I was accepted with a letter to the judge in the nick of time. That judge denied me, but I appealed against all odds, and December 12th, I got myself a real-life Christmas miracle. Pastor Cindy and one of the best house moms you could ever ask for waited all day and welcomed myself and Alexa onto the property with open arms. Since coming to BFA, I've now formed a bond with my daughter I didn't know could be had. I learned to heal and believe the things I always just took as reading assignments. I see the truth in those words, and I have hope for the future. I hear God's voice call to me as I read his word, and I have faith that his plans are good, and they will prosper. I see the way I live is not supposed to be for my pride and success, but for his glory and through his strength. He gave me the choices to make, and he waited patiently for me to make the right ones. To the point where fear no longer defines me, and pain no longer holds me in bondage, but hope is something I cling to. My child is in my care, and I have given her a base knowledge of the word of God with the help of these ladies, with the help of you. She will no longer hear of her mother as any of the other names I've been given over the years. But she'll know me by the name I was given at birth. My name is Autumn Heron. I am a good mother. I am holy. 
and completely loved by my heavenly father. And I am one who can stand and tell you with confidence, give it all to him because he is faithful and he cares. (laughs) Cry out to him and he will hear you leaving the 99 to come and find you exactly where you are before you even have time to ask. I am a child of God and so are you. These girls um, were not just behind prison doors. They were behind enemy lines and um, were prisoners of war. Addiction is, uh, we're not even going to get into it, but addiction is a horrible monster. It's relentless and it's virtually impossible to get out of. But um, I am so grateful that when we cry out to him, he hears our cry. He answers our prayer. And these girls come to us ready and wanting it. And when their will lines up with it, look out. They are willing. And the rest is history. What you're going to see here is not just a changed life, but you're going to see two generations changed. There's a little child back in your child care right now for each one of these mamas. And um, they literally have pried the gnarly fingers of the enemy off of their children. He has no dominion over their lives. Then we have beautiful Melissa, and Melissa is our, um, she's residential. She lives in the home, and she's that wonderful house mom that that Autumn was mentioning. And I said in the first service, and she's going to want to choke me probably by the end of the day, but (laughs) she's the closest thing to perfect here on the face of the planet. It's true. It is true. (laughs) She is so perfect. (laughs) She's a gem, and we, we love her to death. And uh, Stephanie is next, and she is actually a graduate of Teen Challenge in Philly. And Steph, you have how many years of sobriety? Six. Six years. She came to us after she graduated, and she did an internship, and then she got hired. And now she is actually our daycare director. And she just recently got married. (laughs) My husband and I might have had her and her husband now in our backyard and married them during Corona because we were like, this is ridiculous. Your wedding's going to be smaller. You have to wait. Why wait? So we married them in our backyard and then they got married later and they're celebrating in March. So they're getting married three times. (laughs) At least it's to one another, right? (laughs) And then here's sweet Shanna. Hi, I'm a little nervous, so bear with me. Um, Before I came to Beauty for Ashes, um, I was in my darkest moments. Um, I have lost a hope. I didn't love myself, and I was not capable of loving my children. I lost custody of my oldest daughter. Um, I was on the verge of losing my custody of my youngest using why pregnant just spiraling down I hit rock bottom and 
so come in a beauty for ashes. I have learned to love my children intentionally. I have a very strong bond. Um, I was just reunited with my oldest daughter, which is really huge. Thank you. I have completed and successfully completed Beauty for Ashes. I have my GED, which was really hard. So I now have, um, I've been doing an internship at Beauty for Ashes. And um, God is just so good. I have um, now been um, hired on as a um, daycare assistant. So I get to work with the children, which is really amazing. And I just, I owe God all the glory. Um, literally, who he sets free is set free indeed, for sure. Because I've been set free, and I can stand now. I can stand, and I can love my children. And I can say that I'm free from addiction. And there's no going back. No going back. We just got back from Missouri where uh, Shanna was reunited with her older daughter. And I thought, well, we have three days and I had given her all my time in case they needed me. So first meeting, I went out and I introduced myself and it was just like there was no lost time. God redeemed it and just took it all and squeezed it right together. And I was like, okay, see you all later. And for three days, they didn't need me. So it was beautiful, and um, Shanna stood on the promises of God the entire time that she was at BFA. It was through prayer and fasting that she worked through the pain of what could or could not be. Either way, it was incredibly painful. And what God did, only God can do. Only God can do. So we give glory, honor, and praise there. She'll be wearing a cap and gown on Friday for her graduation service from her GED. And um, we will celebrate her. Hi, I'm Angel, and I also, too, am very nervous. So I'm going to give you a little glimpse of what God is doing, has done, and continue will always do in my life. So for my earliest memory to about seven months ago, I thought it was a curse to breathe. Did not want to breathe. Did not like it. Um, I was a very negative person, and it is only through him and by him that I feel peace and happy, and I want to breathe, and I want to live. And does it feel good to live? Yes, it does, because I know I have a purpose, and y'all have a purpose too, and it feels amazing finding the one true God, which is my God. And it is so amazing, and I believe and have faith. Angel recently put in a thank you card to one of our community partners that did something really special for the girls. I love feeling love. It's a new kind of thing. I love feeling love. It's a new kind of thing. Hi, so my name is Noelle, and a little over... Three years ago, I heard about Beauty for Ashes, the program, and I was at a very bad place in my life. Um, and on July 28th, three years ago, I went in to be incarcerated for 45 days, and I said that 
It would be my trial run because I had spent from 14 until that time on medication for depression, anxiety, bipolar, and I was addicted also to substances in men. I never thought I could be free from that. But on Tuesday, I will have been free for three years. And... Beauty for Ashes is a very important place to me because there I learned to have a personal relationship with Jesus and I learned how to be a good mother and a good person. So I just love the Zellas so much and Beauty for Ashes and Jesus. Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm the newest girl here. And um, you girls have all made me feel so welcome. I love you guys. And thank you so much, Pastor Cindy. I know that if I wasn't here standing with you right now, I don't think I would be alive, breathing, and my child wouldn't be back there happy, waiting on mommy to come get her. So thank you. My name is Ashley. Um... I got to Beauty for Ashes two years ago in October. Um, I graduated last year in October. Um, So this October will be two years that I've been sober. I'm from Martinsburg. So um, last October I returned home. Um, When I got to Beauty for Ashes, well, a couple weeks before I got there, My daughter was born September 18th, and on October 13th, I got arrested, and I was in jail for two weeks and didn't have my baby, and she was a baby. So when I got to Beauty Fresh's, she was five weeks old, and um, the only reason I wanted to go was because I wanted to be a mom, and um, I didn't know what having a relationship with Jesus was. I didn't know what wanting anything for myself was. So when I first got there, I just knew I didn't want to lose my daughter and I wanted to be a mom. So I learned how to be a mom when I was there. But I also learned that I wanted things for myself and that I could be happy. And, like, I love God so much, and he has done so much in my life. Since I've been back, um, I got my CNA license back. I moved into a women and children's home where it's like a sober house, and we... um, live with each other. We help each other. I'm an HSC chair, so I do outreach for other women. Um, I'm going to start getting my RN license this fall. And I've done all that since October. <laughs> I was there for a year, and I was there with Shanna and Bridget. And um, we just had so much fun. But every day, I grew stronger, and I had more peace. And I found out who I was, because when I got there, I didn't know who I was. And I didn't have a voice. Like, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't like myself. And I didn't, um, I didn't want anything for my future. Like, I didn't actually know what it was to be happy and to wake up. Like, I remember before I got there just being out at stores and different things. And I would see people, like, grocery shopping or anything like that. And I would think, like, they're just happy to be out here just doing normal things. And I don't even like waking up. And so the longer I was there, I was so happy to wake up, and I was so happy to see my daughter's face, and I still feel like that. Now, I have to work at it because it's different being out. I have to work every day to turn my will over to God and to do my Bible studies and to read my Bible because 
life is different out here, but I do it because I remember who saved me. I remember seeing your face and your daughter's face and, and they, they helped save my life and they did it because they know Jesus and Jesus, they love Jesus so much. They showed that to us and it saved my life. And now I can show that to my daughter and to my family and to my friends and other girls that come into my recovery house because it's a 12 step house and they have faith, but I can show them that and they're listening to me and they're learning from me and they're, I show them Jesus love because they showed me that and God showed me that when I was there. And so, yeah. Are you getting the evidence? Are you getting the evidence? Our prayer for you today is literally that if there's a bondage in your life, if there's a struggle in your life, that you'll be set free today. The atmosphere is changing now because the presence of his spirit is here. Where his spirit is, there is freedom. So we are speaking freedom over you, over your loved ones who might be suffering from addiction. All right. Bridget. Good morning. It's, it's really an honor to be here with, with each of you all. And um, I'm just, man, I'm in awe of what Jesus and this ministry has done for not only my life, um, but my son as well and our bond. Um, similar, before I walked into the door, I couldn't stand myself. I was, I was broken. I was wounded. I was rejected. Um, I had shame and just, just that life of, of bondage and addiction. And, um, I didn't like the person who I was and, um, I didn't know how to love. I wasn't capable. Um, I had walls up and I was very guarded. I didn't trust. Um, and, Beauty for Ashes has helped me to um, heal um, and has helped me grow in my relationship and my love uh, for Jesus as well as others. And my my bond with my son has has just grown leaps and bounds. And uh, if if I didn't come to BFA, I wouldn't be standing here today for sure. Um, I probably would have lost my son um, to custody again. And um, I'm just forever thankful for for the love and um, for just helping me and, and my son and uh, just giving me a chance and an opportunity. Um, and just thank you for uh, just everything and for being the hands and feet and showing the love of Jesus through through you all. It's an amazing ministry. A lot of healing. What I want you to hear is that we get to do the rescuing. We're the hands and feet. We get to do the rescuing. And then God does what only God can do. He does the saving. And it's, be, it's because they cooperate with this perfect love. Everything changes when we cooperate with the perfect love of God. The supernatural takes place. So these girls are going to sing a song. And as they sing, we're proclaiming it over your lives and over your loved ones. And don't even hesitate at any point to stand to your feet and join us because we want the place to erupt. Because we are who he says we are.
Come on, y'all. Come on now. Come on. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for what we have just heard. Thank you for what we have just seen, what we have just witnessed. The testimony that you're still moving, still setting people free. Pray against the darkness in this world and the darkness in this nation. We speak the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. Come now these next few moments, Lord, and fill us with the Holy Ghost. Take us to another level. Speak to us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. I'd tell you to give somebody a high five, but you know. Living in a changed world. The world has changed. The world has changed dramatically. Churches change dramatically. All because of one person. One person. Somewhere in China. Right? (laughs) Don't know where. Don't know how. Don't know when. But one person in China had to have a bat sandwich. Or playing around in a lab. Or honestly, we don't know. Right? If you go on Facebook, Elvis caused coronavirus. <laughs> JFK did it. Yeah. You just never know. Uh, we're, we're never going to. We'll probably never know. But there's some things that we do know. We know that there's a virus. We know that that virus started with one person. We know that as of today, there's confirmed uh, 15 million people on the planet. 16 million, I think. Yeah have tested positive for the antibody or for the virus itself, that the virus has made a lot of people sick, right? The virus has cost lives, lots of lives, 650,000 lives. That is serious. And one of the reasons why we know it's serious is because how it's affected all of us. It's affected me. Haven't been able to preach much. It's affected church. There are dioceses in my state, the state of Virginia, that have forbidden church, that have said to their bishops and their pastors, you can't worship. We're living in a strange time. Every other row's blocked off. Come on, I'm just being real with you, right? Millions of people, plus 20 million people have lost their jobs. School got out in March, right? Every kid was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. And every parent was like, oh, God, yeah. Alcohol sales through the roof. Drug addiction through the roof. People are protesting. People are rioting. Burning buildings. Ripping down statues. Shooting and killing each other. The world has changed. And it started with one person. Can you believe that? I mean, can you, can you wrap your mind around that right now? You may lose your job because of one person. There's so much uncertainty and fear because of one person. One person and the power uh, of a virus. There's a testimony there. There is a, it's a very powerful thing. This little corona thing with the little halo in it that you can't see. Any of y'all ever seen the thing? 
Come on. Nobody here's ever seen the thing because you can't see the thing. But every person in this room believes in the coronavirus, right? COVID-19, right? We're wearing masks. That's just creepy. You know, if I told you a year ago, you're going to go to church and they're gonna, the greeter at the door is going to have a mask on. You'd be like, oh, man, brother Mike, I don't, I don't know. If I'd have told you eight months ago, here we are, you'd have been like, uh, 65% of all people that were going to church when the virus hit our country have not returned. Have not, this church is rare. You're beating the odds. Your church is so rare. You're actually flipped. You guys are about like near 60, 70%. Most churches are at 25 to 30%. And most pastors are in fear that the people aren't coming back. This has affected every aspect of our life. There was no toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you had to- you had a case of toilet paper in March, you were like a- hit the lottery gazillionaire. You know what I'm saying? You got to stand in line for everything now. Six feet apart. It takes us longer to do everything. Every single, every aspect of our life has been affected because of one person. Because of one person. And then this super duper powerful thing that traveled through airplanes and, and ships. And now it's in the air. No, it's not in the air. And you touch this and you can get it. And no, now you don't get it. Nobody knows! Some 82-year-old Italian dude named Fauci. You never heard of that guy. Everybody knows who that guy is now. Why? Eh. Am I going to get it? Is it on me right? Is it on the microphone right now? I mean, we're all living in this really strange, bizarre season. And part of the problem with this whole deal, it's so real because we don't know the future. There is no vaccine for COVID-19. And there may never be. And even if there is, our country's so crazy on Facebook, they ain't getting it anyway. Because, you know, Bill Gates is going to be in the vaccine. The whole world's just gone bat crazy. You know what I'm saying? We kind of started with that, but now we... It's, uh, it's weird. It's weird season. Got a chance to preach. Well, I love to preach. I haven't been really preaching. Got a chance to preach on Zoom. You ever try preaching on Zoom? You don't preach, but preaching on Zoom is like, I don't know, man. I can preach on that. On that. Got a chance to preach in, in April outside to people sitting in their cars on Facebook watching a little phone in front of me in the poor. Cindy's holding me the umbrella. And we're just testifying and praying to Jesus, people in their cars. So weird. It's just weird. Because of one person. One person started this whole thing. And like a wildfire just spread all over the world and affected every aspect of our lives. And there are winners, right? There are winners. You own a plexiglass company? Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's losers, you know? The air, I think about pilots and the airline industry and anybody that's doing big events. It's, our lives have changed. If you sell hot dogs at a football stadium, you're not working. I mean, we, guys, we still don't know. It's still so soon. We still don't know how powerful and how we're going to be affected by one person. By one person. It's amazing to think about, isn't it? And so if you have your Bibles today, and uh, I'm, I'm looking at the clock. I got eight minutes and 20 seconds, but it's going to be a good eight minutes and 20 seconds. 
Romans chapter 5. It's already been illustrated, so it's just the word here. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, through one man, and death through sin, and in this way came to all men, because all have sinned. We got worse problems than COVID-19. Since I'm in West Virginia, I'll say y'all. We got a sin problem. We have a nation that's far from God. 75% of all Americans have recently in a Pew Research poll said this is the darkest time they can ever remember in their life. 75%. This is the darkest time I can ever remember in my life. If you turn on news, any news, you're just depressed. All you see is death, destruction, and yuck, and ah. And then you come here and you're like, God is moving. God is moving. But it's dark. It's a dark season in our, in our country's history and in the world. Very dark. And Cindy and I know thousands of people. We know people who have COVID. We've known people who have had it and recovered. We know people who have passed away from it. We know people who have it right now and are very, very ill. It's real. The thing is real and it is out there. But there's a worse problem. Something that dwarfs the little COVID-19 and turns it into a little kindergartner. It's called sin. And the way that Corona entered this world through one person, the Bible says that sin entered this world through Adam and therefore we are sinners. We are sinners. And in this season, the darkness of this thing, it just, you can feel it. You can feel it. There is a fear and a darkness that has gripped the world. We're gripped with uncertainty and we're not running to the right place for healing. We're waiting for some hope for a vaccine or hope for a treatment. If you're waiting for politicians to fix this, you have lost your ever living mind. You think Joe Biden can fix this? Donald Trump can't fix it. None of them can fix it. Congress can't fix it. We're all looking for hope in some weird place while we don't go to church. There was a man in John chapter 5. 38 years, the Bible says, couldn't walk. It was the Sabbath. Jesus knew what he was doing. He was going to shake things up. And this is the story where where the angel comes and stirs the pool once a year. And whoever gets in first gets healed. And Jesus said to the man, do you want to be healed? And he said to Jesus, I want to be healed, but I'm not quick enough. And I don't have any friends. So when the water's stirred, I don't have any way to get in there and get healed. I don't have any friends. Jesus said, if you're willing, I'll make you whole right now. Pick up your back and walk. Yeah. 38 years. 38 years of not walking. This man picks up his mat and walks. Later on, and the story is not over. Because later on, Jesus sees him with the Pharisees trying to explain why he broke the rules on the holy day. Why'd you break the rules? We saw you carrying your mat. It was him. It was that Jesus dude. I didn't do it. Man told me to walk. I got up and walked. It was awesome. I didn't, I didn't carry my mat. I haven't carried my mat in a long time. I can't walk. But he was 
he was complicit and Jesus knew it because Jesus always, there's a way that Jesus moves. It's not in our realm. It's in the spiritual realm. What did Jesus say to the man? Help me out, theologians. Stop it. Stop it. Stop sinning or something worse is going to happen to you. And this is the word of the Lord for our nation right now. You think this is bad? This is nothing. If we don't run to the right place right now, if we don't run to the rock of our salvation, if we don't run to the savior of the world, for God so loved the world that he sent his son to cure the virus of sin. If we don't stop sinning, something worse is going to happen to us. This is a reckoning. This is a shaking. This is a rich country, a selfish country, a country that has thought inward for too long, gobbled up in its obsession with materials, obsession with materialism, obsession with things, worshiping idols. We have a TV show called Idol, American Idol. We don't even hide it anymore. We worship, we're worse than evil. We worship the root of evil. Consumed with things and money. What have we done? Neglected our family. Neglected the giver of all life. Right? And now everybody shook up. What has COVID-19 done? It's a big wake-up call for you to realize the most important thing in this life is your soul. And after that is your family. Forget Fox News. It'll drive you crazy. Have you buying a gun? We got to protect ourselves, darling. The mob is a coming. There's worse things than the mob. And that's the sin living in your heart and in your home. Get right. We got to get right. Look, if we don't get right, something worse is going to happen to this country. Something worse is going to happen to you. This is the ever-loving Lord just saying, wake up. I'm trying to get your attention. You think this is about a mask? Stop sinning. Stop it. It's dark. Man, we got probably 80 million addicts in our country. 80 million. 21 million four years ago. Check the box. I'm a drug addict living in America. The census. 21 million said, yeah, that's me. Now, if I was a drug addict, I don't think I'd be doing that, but... They did it, which means it's probably 40 million. So let's throw in alcohol and pharmaceuticals. It's probably 80 to 100 million. That's one in every three adults that you see is not going a day without something to get them through. And this has made it 10 times worse. 300% alcohol sales online, up 300%, right? All the churches are closing. The casinos are wide open, baby. And the liquor stores are wide open, right? Everybody's trying to... Uh, numb the pain, escape the reality of this dark time where we've had to shrink back. All of a sudden, America's not awesome. All of a sudden, we're not awesome. It's so inconvenient. Sears has gone bankrupt. Now, that broke some of y'all's hearts. But the rest of us are like, Sears? I ain't ever shopped at Sears anyway. Winners and losers. And a mighty God up there saying, I sent my son to die for you. Wake up. There's something worse than COVID-19. But the way it entered this world through one person, sin also entered this world through one person. But God so loved the world that he said, you know what? The sin's going to stay and so is the sinner. 
Hello, right? I'm alive, so I'm a sinner and I'm going to sin. But the Lord has provided a cure in his son. And so we have come here today with all of our hope and all of these stories. And this is an un, this, what you witnessed here is, is a miracle. It's just miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle in these girls' lives. And all we've done here, we've just come and we've just testified everything that I'm talking about. Sin tried. The virus tried to take all these girls out. The virus of sin had them, had them on their deathbed, had them done, locked up, hopeless. But then Jesus... Right? Said, "Uh, uh, 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 uh." I love them. They're my daughters. Get your hand off them. There is a cure. My eight minutes is up. Come on, stand up with me. Would you just bow your head where you are? And I get it. Everything's changed. No more altar calls where we lay hands and scream over people. And you can make an altar where you are. Some of you are here today and you're like, wow, man, sin's been running wild in my life, brother Mike. And I, I just feel so sin sick today. I just feel like I'm full of virus. I'm hopeless. I'm broken. I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired with the sin sickness in my life. I'm, I feel powerless. I'm afraid. Every time I get up, I get knocked back down. I can't seem to get ahead. It's like the devil just, just hates me and just, he's got me. So we just came here to say, it doesn't matter how bad you are, how deep it is, how big it is. We serve a living God. He's here today. The Savior is in the house. Amen. Jesus is in the house. Pick up your mat and walk. The Savior's in the house. Some of you are just, it's been habitual and the Lord has just whispered to you today, stop sinning. Stop sinning. Turn your life over to God. There's a better way to live. You don't have to live like you've been living. You don't have to be as sick as you've been. He's here to give you victory right now. So we're just going to stretch our hands toward you. We're going to begin to pray for you. I want you to pray for yourself, but also just, just start praying in the spirit for the people around you. That bondage will be broken in, the, in this room right now. That addiction will be broken in this room. That those who have been living in fear over the coronavirus will wake up and realize there's a much worse enemy. Father, we just come to you. We speak the name of Jesus over this house and over these people. We understand the power of what's happening in our nation, our world right now. The enemy has come. People are getting sick. People are dying. People are living in fear. People are broken. People are addicted. People are depressed. We come against the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for healing in our land. We pray for revival in our streets. We pray that people will put their weapons down. Stop burning and looting. That the violence and the murder will end. We pray for a mighty move of God. If you're breaking the world and you're breaking our country right now, Lord, we pray that we will run to you. That we will run to you. And we do that now, Lord, and just will you help us? Just pray to the Lord right now. Say, God, help me. Just help me. These are uncertain times. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know who you are. We also know that you've given us a promise. 
And I pray for healing right now in the name of Jesus for every person in this room. I pray for divine healing, that the spirit of the living God will fall on them, rest on them. I pray for every addict in the room, every substance abuser in the room, that they will be set free in the name of Jesus right now. Touch them. I pray for the man, the woman gripped in fear, fear to lose their job, fear for tomorrow, fear for their children. We rebuke the enemy in Jesus' name. Pray for revival, Lord. We pray for revival. Pray that this sin, sick nation will find itself on its knees, crying out for a Savior. Pray that you will strengthen the pastors and strengthen the church, that the church will rise from the ashes. Lord, we need you. We need you. We pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you will help your people. Help your people. Help your people, Lord. Let miracles happen right now in this room, in our families, our extended family. Let miracles happen, Lord. I thank you for your people that in obedience have come to church today and said, going. Bless them now with a double portion of your spirit. Bless and protect them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Aren't you glad you came today? Amen. Hey, listen, real quick, if you want to find out more about their ministry, maybe get involved in their ministry, support their ministry, they have a table set up out in the lower lobby. If you know someone that's struggling with addiction, they have a book, and you can write their name in that book and know that they're going to be lifted up in prayer. Amen? Hey, listen, be the difference in the world as you leave this place today. Father, I just thank you again for the ministry of Beauty for Ashes from Mike and Cindy and these amazing testimonies from these amazing ladies. God, just continue to do what only you can do. And we thank you, God. God, again, let us be the difference in the world that needs to know your love. And we pray these things in your name. Amen.